0: christmas did not go much sleep uh very low-key it was just us because we couldn't really gather up with the other rest of the family because of like i don't know the other kids had like stomach flus all this kind of stuff so we couldn't take a baby in there uh, yeah so no, we were just, definitely not uh, and that's without the pandemic and all that stuff so we were just we were just it was low-key for us what about you
1: same um all of brit's family are not near us and then all of mine are definitely not near us uh, yeah, you're so, in the
0: same spot to us pretty much yeah
1: Yep. <clears throat> there wasn't a lot to do uh, which is nice um I, i'm here for a low-key christmas to be honest um yeah nothing too major uh yeah all good all good
0: uh all right let me just bring up a couple of things here before we crack
1: on yeah you um, go for it i tell you what i did enjoy uh 70 degrees on christmas day And uh, sweating my balls off walking the dog today on the 27th of December.
0: God, your weather is so weird there. It really is.
1: It was, uh, it's going to be, so it's going to be 46 or something like that on New Year's Day or the day after New Year's Day. Um, And it's 70 this week. And then it's going to be back down into the 40s next week. And it's like, (sighs) this is why I can't get rid of my cough or my cold
0: god yeah it's brutal yeah that's uh that doesn't help either uh Not at all. where are we at okay so i'm just bringing up all the stat pages so they're in front of me at the same time sorry i'm running a little bit late here no, you uh, crack all right uh yeah and i know no, because we're gonna to have to do a couple of these i figured we could do this one a little bit shorter anyway right because we've got to do so many frequent ones
1: Yes, yeah, we're going to have to, right? Like you said, we've got yeah. uh, we've got Chelsea in two days' time, uh, and we've also got Everton, what, three days after that, um, if everything goes ahead as intended. Um, so we're going to be smashing through the 150s. This is episode 155. For those of you listening, uh, this is Josh. I'm joined by Adam. Uh, Craig is not able to make it today, as he is uh, back home uh, in the UK and was at the game um so he was
0: one of the five people there
1: yes the five loud people the five very
0: loud people yeah better noise than when we have the quote-unquote 31,000 every week or whatever they claim
1: yeah that was that was going to be my start-off point really is that we seem to have solved uh the the crowd issues that we've had in the past and people have talked about it seems that simply ensuring that just the with Dean crowd there um turns turns out to be a better atmosphere than the full thirty.
0: Yeah, uh it was good. you could hear it too. You could hear it uh over the pond as they say on on the TV. And despite your protestations to the uh, announcing crew, they still tried to claim that the stadium looked empty despite not having the context of the fact that we hosted a game at a shitty time on boxing day and then essentially didn't provide any transportation to a ground that is um at the best of times
1: challenging to get to. Uh yeah 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 when you've got a stadium transportation system that is built on the foundations of public transport uh and then deciding to stuff a game on on boxing day at 8 p.m uh yeah it was never going to end up very well um no i know a lot of people uh on twitter were wondering why there was so many brentford there um when brighton didn't have as many uh if i could introduce you to the idea of a coach um and what those two. do, uh, there's, there's a vast majority of those for travel coaches um, and fair play. Like that's, that's probably what you'd be seeing at Chelsea in a couple of days time as well. Um, if that, if that works out and it actually goes ahead, because uh, I've already had a couple um, be called off already um, before we've even got close to, to Tuesday, Wednesday kickoffs. There was a fair few changes um, in the squad. Again, I think we're going to be seeing that a lot <laughs> in the coming weeks with, with COVID and everything else going on. And, um, some of the notables, Neil Mope, Neil Mope was back, uh, which is absolutely lovely to have him back in the team. Uh, we had Adam Webster back, fit and ready to go. Uh, Danny Welbeck returned to the bench, which was a big one as well. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll talk about that definitely a little bit in the future. Um, no Hayden Roberts, though. Um, seems that he went down with COVID, so we really were on our last legs at uh, centre-half as well. Um, and Alexis McAllister as well made that start in eleven, which people have been clamouring for for quite some time.
0: Started out a bit rough as well for him, didn't it? <laughs> you, you were messaging during the game, like, "Well, oh, God, this is why we haven't seen him. Uh, but then some some touches of class came in for him. Uh, and, and we assume, I, maybe you mentioned this, I'm, I'm still sleep deprived with a three-week-old baby here for, for people listening. Um, but, yeah, Duffy was had a suspension and then it's presumably COVID related injury something?
1: I would, yeah, I assume the same. Um there's no way he would have been out of the squad entirely with, with Ed Turns on the bench if if he was available.
0: Um, right. You assume he started despite the fact that his last game out without Lewis Dunk was Celtic esque. Um but yeah. again if I see Dan I, I I know we'll get into this, but I keep getting confused when people were saying that maybe you think he had a good game. Dan, like, people thought Dan Byrne had a good game. I, I don't want to see Dan Byrne in central defence if, if I can avoid it. I, I'll, I want get everyone back fit so Dan Byrne is fourth choice or fifth choice. I, I, he's, he's a liability. He's, I'll tell you what he is good for. He's weirdly tracking back every now and then with his big old legs and, and pulling off an incredible slide tackle. That's his, that's his niche. And it's a very specific niche. Uh, and detracts from some otherwise pretty horrible positioning play, in my opinion. Um,
1: but we won. We did, and we scored a goal outside. Two goals outside of the box. Uh, Enoch on the door in the chat points that out, and it was it was kind of funny, wasn't it? It's it's something that we've been trying to we've been trying to score goals with regularity for the last eleven games, uh, and making a right mess of it. Uh, and then scored two worldies in the space of six minutes um, to to steal our first win in 12. And, uh, look, obviously Andy
0: Naylor doesn't listen to two-slash-three idiots talking about Brighton on a weekly basis, but he came out with an article earlier this week um, talking about how don't worry about the quote unquote striker woes let's take a, a long hard look at our midfield and the lack of goals that the midfield is scoring and, and for the people that listen to this podcast on a weekly basis or frequent basis know that we've been talking about that for a long time at this point how our midfield do not contribute and this was Enoch and Weppi's best game in a Brighton shirt for me um you, one could argue that screamer against Liverpool and the performance there maybe have done it but it, this was his from start to finish he was very very good um, that ball that he scored uh, that he, he played through for the first goal and, and Trossard's take was amazing so I know we didn't necessarily get a goal from the midfielders today but we got direct play and that. People taking shots. And that's what you get with Mwepu and McAllister when they're in the team um, beyond some of the other players that we would normally put in there that want to pass around the, the outside of the box. And eventually Mope shanks it into the stand.
1: Yeah, I saw uh, an African football great tweet. I don't know if you saw it. I retweeted it from the podcast account. Uh, Mwepu is known by Zambian fans for a pass called the Ninkumona. Which means I have seen you. They say he doesn't need to look at you to accurately pass the ball to you, and they believe that that was his famous ninkumona yesterday. Um and and I'll tell you that was that was some pass. Um you can call it whatever you want if you keep doing that.
0: Yeah, i, I well, it was God, I don't know what was better. I don't know what was better, the, <clears throat> the parcel or Trossard's just audacity to take that first time and just lob the keeper. Um helped by a Brentford line that were Way too high up. Nah, no right being where they were. Uh, just left a horrible gap. But but I think that, that was the difference for me. I think if if we don't have Mwepi playing there, it's not the it wasn't the world's best pass. It was still fantastic. It's just the fact he did it. And we don't see that enough from this side. Most if that was Lalana, for example, and I rate him, he probably would have just passed it sideways to someone who would have gone down the left or right wing and put a cross into nothing. We actually played a direct ball. Think about that. And we scored.
1: Yep. And Trossard made the run. And, it, and Trossard has been making those runs for weeks and weeks. Um, he's more than capable of it, as is Mopé, obviously, because the, the second goal came from, from a couple of different runs like that from him in the first place. Um, I, you know, talking about Brentford a little bit, they were very lucky yesterday uh, in that they had only one COVID related problem. That was Rico Henry Uh, and Fernandez, obviously in goal is not their first choice, but that's nothing to do with COVID. That's Raya being out long-term for the most part though, they had their entire full squad out there. Um, I thought they looked incredibly ordinary yesterday. Um, They definitely piled on the pressure early on, uh, which I think, came in conjunction with with McAllister playing quite poorly I think that the pressing was a struggle for him massively and as the game became more and more we got it by the grip of the like, by the throat he uh he was able to grow into it a fair bit but I think that you can see why this team started well in the league and now they're very much a mixed bag um their style of play is is going to be a style that's going to really hurt some teams and some teams are going to be able to game plan it so quickly uh and, and and take over from there i think they're still going to be okay i think there's definitely three worse teams than them this season um but i do worry about them getting the second season syndrome like bielsa's genius
0: <laughs> uh they were what was compelling uh and probably contradictory to the point that i'm going to make Stats wise, really similar to our game. Um, and in some areas, they they were better, like they had a higher XG than us. Um, yeah, we scored, we scored we had an XG of 0.79 and we scored two goals. Think about that. Hell is currently freezing over based on Brighton outperforming XG. Uh, theirs was 0.86. Um, first half to forget for them, they were just abject. Um, and I think when we say sides are average nowadays, we give we give average too much credit. They were poor in the first half. They were poor. Um, and they got back into it in the second half. The difference between our performance there and Brentford coming at us was that they didn't really have the quality, it felt like, uh, to put the ball in the back of the net. If we play a side a little bit better than them there, um, I could see us conceding one or two in that second half, especially if it wasn't for Sanchez pulling off some just mental saves. Um and Kukureya's clearance off the line that that beat Dan Burns eighteen feet. Um, yeah, but Brentford, yeah, there are worse sides than Brentford in the league, but they didn't look very good despite what the stats say.
1: Yeah, they didn't. They looked like you said. If it Sanchez pulled off a couple of world class saves, but again, one of those was a deflection. Yeah. So like, it wasn't from their quality; it was from a, a lucky deflection, which I feel like last season would have gone in um but he was he was very quick to react to that that was outrageous um yeah. and then went ahead and made that great save about four touches later and smashed himself off the post which worried me a little bit yeah i, I thought his shoulder had popped for a second there
0: oh, another game of a bit of sort of do- Jekyll and Hyde with 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 Sanchez Took a couple of dodgy distributions every now and then um but he's such a he's such an asset i think this is who he is uh, I think we we, we found ourselves a keeper who is capable of the absolute insane when it comes to reflex saves. Uh, his his ability to get down low is incredible. The fact that he can use his legs that we saw as well incredible. Uh, and we're just going to have to deal with the fact that sometimes your heart's in the in your mouth when he, he passes the ball out every now and then.
1: Yeah, I I would agree, I definitely agree with you on the distribution. Some of it was a bit wild. Um, I will say I thought he looked incredibly comfortable collecting balls from crosses yesterday compared to the last couple of weeks. He did. Uh, he'd been scary, hasn't he, the last couple of weeks we've talked about it. But yesterday he just looked easy peasy, looked super yeah. calm and collected. Is
0: one. In, in around the 67th minute, he came out and did a bit of a Superman punch. And that's the clearance off the line from Kukureya. Yeah. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I know yeah. it's easy to say that in hindsight, but that was a moment where if Kukureya wasn't Kukureya... They score and we go, Sanchez, what the hell are you doing? So, yeah,
1: yeah. The, the Sanchez giveth and he taketh away. Yeah, very much so. Um, the midfield, no Bissouma. Um, he's usually one of the first names on the team sheet. Getting a win without him is obviously a big achievement these days, uh, especially given that we're winless in, in 11. So to be able to go and take that win uh, and a much needed home win, which is something we've been struggling for as well, uh, yeah. without Bisuma. Um, if you assume he's coming back into the side against Chelsea, uh, cause he wasn't injury related. It was just a yellow card suspension for anybody who'd forgot because I had yesterday. Uh, hmm. who, who do you drop for him after a performance like that?
0: Well, it's tough, right? Because it, it... In the chat, is also saying Lallana had a pretty good game, especially given that he was playing in a role that was a bit deeper than probably he'd want to play. It was uh, almost thought,
1: like a bit of a Basuma role.
0: It was. It was a bit anchoring. Um, I thought Moda was really... Moda felt like a bit more like Poland Moda yesterday, um, which is good to see. We've already talked about how that was arguably Mwepu's uh, best game. I don't know who he comes in for. But again, this is a nice problem to have. And we say this because a couple of days ago it was announced that he's been called up after a three-year absence to the Mali team. Now, it seems like the AFCON is going to go ahead. Um, we don't know the status necessarily of what his um, uh, future punishment may be for alleged uh, incidents that happened in nightclubs. Uh, we, we have to deal with potential absence from him in a number of games in the near term so I'd say for now you, you could arguably say that maybe McAllister drops out or Moda drops out for the next game that we might just do rotation because we have such a heavy fixture list I could see that happening but this is great we're going to have to think about how we deal with switching in and out based on his absence
1: yeah and I think that's I think that's the right answer as well I think that there isn't really much of a oh sorry you're going to be left out because he's coming in it's a case of you played 90 minutes two days ago uh Looking at Adam Lallana and McAllister who played 84 minutes and Wepper who played the full 90 and Murder played the full 90. You know, two, two of you can swap out uh, if they wanted to for, for Solly March and, and, and Bissouma or something like that. Um, so yeah. I think that's, that's probably the obvious call. Uh, no Joel Veltman in the squad either. Uh, looks like that injury got uh, prior to Christmas maybe a bit more of a lingerer, which is a pain. Um, but overall uh the squad looks a lot healthier than it did a couple of weeks ago uh returning danny welbeck and a return in steven alzate the lesser spotted steven Alzate. that yeah uh, that was a nice return um that's a that's a utility midfielder that we haven't had for a while um and i think we can greatly benefit from from his return
0: uh massively because he is capable of not just being further up the pitch and and being a central attacking midfielder which we have we are inundated with Uh, He can sit a little bit further back. So when you need to rest Adam Lallana's aged and busted up legs in fixture lists like this, we can uh, give him a reprieve and and bring in Steven Alzate. Um, Great to see him back in the team because it felt like for a period of time, despite the injuries, it felt like he'd fell out of favour. Just I don't know whether it was attitude, whatever it was, but he wasn't in Potter's good graces. So good to see him back either through desperation or through him turning a corner. I'm most excited about Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck's return, we've talked about this a fair amount, he looked very classy yesterday. Some of the touches, you're just like, oh, wow, did this guy used to play for Man United or Arsenal? Yeah, maybe he did. Um, Especially when he came over to the left side, he gives you something that we otherwise don't really have. And some of the interplay that happened between him uh, and Kukurea, especially, uh, but also Moda was involved a little bit too. Those two make a very, very, very interesting left side of the pitch where we can do things that we've not seen this club ever be able to do in terms of quality and touching and one-touch passing.
1: It was It's a bit crazy, isn't it, that we're talking about this game yesterday um, and how well we played and some of the intricate passing and some of the exciting passages of play, and we've not mentioned Tarek Lampty's name yet. Um
0: this, Probably the, the most anonymous player on the pitch, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was. He uh, he actually had one of the least <laughs> sets of amount of touches in the game, um, bar in the subs, of course. Uh, he he was not super active at all. Um, only Robert Sanchez had less. Uh, he he didn't do a great deal, but the threat he provides enables us to do what we do on that left hand side because they yes. can't they can't gang up because if, the, if that switch ball is on. Just look at the first goal. We we brought it in from the right-hand side and Wepu just tore them apart. Um, it seems like the Kukurea-Lampti wing issues are not going to be a problem even at four at the back. back. Uh, we played four at the back yesterday, something I know you've been wanting to see for a while. Uh, mm. And it, it worked really well um obviously uh we we were perfectly happy going wide to the fullbacks if needed um like you say Moda was very much in right behind Trossard and Mope um and looked a lot better yeah. for it and got that great little assist as well um yes
0: it was a nice <laughs> little play he hit, he he looked a little classy yesterday as well
1: where he's been stumbling a little bit the last few games yeah yeah i thought so as well i thought he played really well um,
0: there was a there was something there was a there was one part in the game i can't I, I think it was it was around the 60-something minute, 64th minute, where Lamptey did, my most vivid memory, was he cut inside and he just sprinted 40, 50 yards down the middle uh, of, of the pitch. I would like to see that a lot more. I think you get afforded some of that opportunity uh, by playing... Uh, more of a sort of a four-five-one-four-four-two, uh, because it's not so stacked up in the centre. You have players that are pushed a little bit more out, and he can drive through. He's good at that. He's not just we can't, I don't. I know it's it's easy when you get a pacey player like him to say, "I want you to stand five centimetres off the edge of the touchline and just run up and down it." But I'd love to see him cut in more because it then allows our forward players to drift out a little bit more, and and we just create little situations that otherwise we don't see.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's so fast that it, it just seems like a <laughs> yeah. waste not to not to let him do whatever he wants really on that right hand side. Um, and I think with age will come intelligence as well. He's still only twenty one, um, yeah. And he spent so much time out; it's crazy to think he's only twenty one and he spent over what almost a year out from the football altogether because of that hamstring surgery. Um, <laughs> it, mental. Have we
0: talked? to... I'm not sure if we covered this on a previous episode uh, at this point, but we talked about the Ashworth stuff with Newcastle because it it's worth just bringing back quickly here.
1: We've not that all broke between this episode and last. Uh, right. That yeah, that's not been we haven't even touched on that yet. The I, I wonder remember the last episode was got to just me. over ten, just under ten days ago. Uh, December yeah. 18th was the last one, so yeah, we have not talked Ashworth to Newcastle yet.
0: We can go into it in more depth, but I do want to bring up the fact that it is absolute murder that we've gotten away with by getting Lampty and Kukureya in. Kukareya had a release clause in his contract, right? So, arguably, any half-decent side that looked appealing to him could have come in, paid the money, and taken him. He is outstanding. Like, tr- like truly a, a, an incredible player that we arguably shouldn't have, and then on the other side, we, we plucked Tarek Glancy away for pennies, um, with no buyback,
1: unlike Livramento.
0: So I, w- we it, I, we need to get into the Ashworth conversation at some point. Maybe, maybe it's more appropriate for January transfer because it might might turn out to be nothing. Um, yep, but he is a very important part to this club from what you're based on what you're seeing on the pitch right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be something we'll talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll probably pencil that in for the FA Cup weekend, where there'll be a little less chat and more transfer stuff. Yeah. Um, what does this club look like with or without Ashworth? Uh, he may well have already been gone by then. Um, mm. If he is, what does that look like afterwards? Do we replace him? Do we think we have, you know, what does it look like in terms of people inside the club following that mold model? Like, I don't know. Um it's it's an interesting one. And it it's kind of a almost a total one hundred and eighty degree turn on the head for Newcastle. Uh, because the first couple of months of this Saudi ownership seems to have been an utter disaster. Um and just clearly not football people doing football things. Um and and Ashworth would be a monumental step uh into into the right direction for them if they actually want to build this club up to be something special, blood money or not, um, that would be that would be a heck of an appointment for them.
0: Yeah, it would be. Uh, I don't know. I, if I'm him, though, uh, uh, do, you, do you take that job? Uh, I mean, yes, you, you've got all this, you've got all the wealth that comes with it. But you are now, and, I, and now I keep saying I think they'll stay up, you are facing down a, a season in the championship, minimum. I mean, we know even if you throw a lot of money at this, it's no small feat to just go straight back up the next year. You can get trapped in that division. Um, does he want that? Because that, his transfer policy and the players he's looking at and what he's going to go for, he basically has to create two separate playbooks, one for this season and the championship, and then he's got to get rid and, you know, clear it out again and then and then get them prepped for come back into the premiership and not doing the same thing they've just done and go back straight back down. Um, so I don't know he's, he's got a good thing here
1: you've also got Eddie Howe who has been on record before wanting much more power behind his decisions he basically had the free run of the world at Bournemouth and that's what he wants Yeah, I can't imagine that he's going to be super keen on having to lay back and take everything that Ash was going to come in with um, which was part of the reason we went for Potter right? Like, that was part of the allure of his he is head coach that's literally his name like he's mm-hmm. a head coach, not a manager. Um, and you know his his coaching ability is unbelievable. Um, and and he puts together a list of things he wants, attributes he wants, traits he wants. And and Ashworth and and everybody else, Win Stanley and and uh, his his lad Kyle McCau- not McCauley, someone like that, whoever it is that he brought in with him. I suspect they all just put their heads together and come up with this football manager list and just go yeah. ahead and and knock it out and. To me, that doesn't feel like something Eddie Howe would want to do. Uh, as someone who doesn't know Eddie Howe at all, but judging his Bournemouth ways, his the way he's been before, it seems like it's going to be something that's going to be tough for him. He didn't go to Celtic because they had a director of football, and it was a huge problem for him.
0: <sighs> the fact that his name's even ashworth's name even been circulated at the moment, no, is you would assume that maybe that conversation's been had and how doesn't just walk into whomever's office it is i can't remember the lady who's in private equity who's currently running Newcastle for some reason um and and goes you know what the hell are you doing but who knows and i think we can obviously unanimously for the most part say that we do, would not want to see that move happen but it's money uh, that will talk and it's whether he wants to carve a different kind of legacy for himself, because that is a job where he could probably double his salary. He gets this ridiculous war chest that he can suddenly then bring Newcastle back to the potentially to the to the upper echelons of, of the Premier League. Is that more appealing than his life on the South Coast and, and, and making Brighton a top 10 team?
1: And that's the other bit, right? And this is something that. Newcastle are probably going to be a permanent talking point from here on out as long as the Albion are in the Premier League because they're a team that we directly competed with and are slowly not going to compete with anymore as they go further and further up that stupid money chain. Um, And it's something that I've been saying from the beginning and and I know you guys have also been alluding to it too. Is he going to want to move to Newcastle? Newcastle isn't a shithole. I'm not saying it's like a third world country, but from Brighton... With the job Ashworth does, he his family could still be in London, going to whatever schools they want, doing whatever they want in the capital. You're not going to be having that same ability to do that up three hours northeast. You know what I mean? Like there's and that's one of the, some players we're going to have issues with that. Like before we even talk about Ashworth, like I've been saying the same since since the Saudis took over. There's going to be some players that are not going to want to move up there.
0: Correct, and that's why there's always that's why always the London clubs have that advantage when it comes to signing players. If everything is equal, um, players will look to the London lifestyle above living even in a, in a Manchester. The, the weather's objectively worse in places further out, and often Newcastle's a fair fair chunk further northeast. Th- th- that is a factor, um, and. I don't think Cucurella goes in place for Newcastle. There's a nice Spanish community in Brighton. There's a good setup there. You can get home easier. London fight,
1: yeah. And it's that's the thing, example. right? And I think that's part of the Albion's allure as well. I have no doubt in my mind that whoever it is picking up these players from Gatwick or Heathrow or whatever are immediately pointing out how quick the trip will be to Brighton. Yeah, because that's it's a huge it's a huge selling point. Yeah you you get to go to the holiday house and then you get to go back up to london if you ever want to and it's a quick one
0: uh yeah having had to do a lot of work travel fairly often from my my tenure uh in brighton yes and it is that is appealing yeah uh and if you're a
1: footballer with the speed that they drive even quicker (laughs)
0: true true yes god at least they're not as bad as the drivers in the nfl here but that's a horrible topic for another time well
1: yeah Yeah. uh i I gotta be careful with that one because i was gonna Mm. say some stuff that might get me in trouble just with just incredibly dark jokes um Mm. players themselves uh we've already touched on a couple of them mark kukare was unbelievable yesterday uh i thought he was just superb he had he had the uh, the most touches by a country mile yesterday. I don't know if you've seen that on the stat sheet. He had 102 touches of the ball. Next most with Lallana at 72. Um,
0: <laughs> shows how much we and that that speaks to the Lampty thing, right? We just focused a lot of play down the left side.
1: Yep, yep. We we saw something there uh, and and we went after it. Um, I'm not sure if that was the replacement for Rico Henry uh, on that side. I, I'm not sure which side he plays on. Um, but uh,
0: we, no, no, it was Canos was, at the, was right back, wasn't he? Um, and Baptiste was sort of playing on that side, I think.
1: Dirty player, Canos, isn't he? he uh, he's a bit knock knockout for me. Um, <laughs> I imagine that Brentford fans love him, but he's such an arsehole. He uh, was. Tony got a little player. bit petulant as well, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of bookings there, and they were looking not to get more um there was a couple of well canos outright dived uh not so sure tony did which kind of offset itself to get the, one of them didn't get a booking when the other one should have uh and then you add the the knee to the back of the head header that was just outrageous as well um yeah it was it was a strange one they they were seemingly getting more and more petulant as the game went on for sure
0: what well, speaking of penalties and i know we're Pinballing around, but um we had a bit of a penalty shout as well. The VAR didn't really take too much of an interest in um the uh was it was it Lampty in a box that got a crossover and got pushed in the back? Um and they just sort of went, No,
1: don't worry about it. But there was definite hands there. Yep. And and, and that's why and it was one of the things I was gonna bring up, and then we got pinballed again. That's why I love Lanty cutting in so much. Yeah. Because he's a penalty machine if he gets in that box, because people just go in so heavily on him to try and stop him. He's, it's the same as a Damatriore without a, a tenth of strength. So it goes over easier simply because of the speed he's moving at. And that's a penalty all day, every day, whether you like it or not. And that yeah. one, like you said, does a, there's going to be a lot of 50 50s with him. Uh, every time he cuts in, if someone tries to take that ball off of him, there are other days that that gets given as a penalty.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. But as we know, the, the standard and consistency of refereeing in the Premier League is leaves something to be desired. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a different conversation.
1: Funnily enough, we had a referee in swap, didn't we? Right before the game, for some reason. Uh, we went from Madley to England, I think. Um, and I actually think that he had a pretty good game. Uh, it seemed VAR took the entire day off um yeah you see it once it was so so strange how quiet they were but i thought the ref himself managed the game rather well i thought he wasn't it was almost a a lot of it you forgot he was there and i think that also speaks to the fact that both of us like to play free-flowing football so there's not a lot of needs to stop it but i didn't see anything
0: too too wild I, I agree, but there's also the other conspiracy theory aspect. Let's, let's see how that, the refereeing goes, at Chelsea. Um, yeah, well, because we know how that's going to go. Yeah, I think Brian and Brentford, they're like, whatever, just do what you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like there's a couple of those fouls on the edge of the box that we got that were absolutely fouls that may well be nodded away if uh, Kante or Jorginho make those same tackles uh, in two days' time.
0: Yeah, I know we're going to get on to talking about this game, but we we absolutely should just because um, it's I'm scared about it. But I I, <laughs> I do want to go back to the we said this and this is blindingly obvious statement to make. But this was a really really important win, um, as we've talked about a lot. This has been a this was a long time. This was was just three months w- without tasting victory. Um, that is. A very very long time and we find ourselves in ninth place uh we had to stop that slide down the table because even just for people listening to this show we become unbearable because we'll start talking about watching the relegation zone and and, and what happens there we don't want no one wants to have these conversations let's (laughs) let's get the win in let's start talking now about okay well let's let's start to solidify ourselves around this sort of 10th to 14th kind of area um that's
1: where we want to be for now let's talk relegation very quickly though um four more wins should do it i know we've only got five (laughs) out of 17 uh (laughs) but four more wins how many more draws is that what is that 12 12 draws that's the 12 12 draws uh or, or four more wins um both of them are attainable you know we still have the entire bottom group to play Leeds Watford Burnley Newcastle Dorridge um vital i know you just said it but it was so important because once you once you get past this game you've got Chelsea after this that's not going to be likely anything uh and then you've got Everton right after that at Goodison which we are notoriously bad at um and then we've you know we've got that week at the FA cup and then we've got freaking palace coming to visit uh who could yeah. have, could have piled on to our fifteenth winless game in a row at that point. Um, and as I said last week, no team has ever stayed up after hitting that mark. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about that hanging over our heads. Um, man yeah. of the match it
0: toughens up. Man, well, uh <coughs> I, like I said, I thought it was Wippy's best game with Brighton shirt. So it'd be a shame not to not to give it to him, but there there are a few contenders, but I'll I'll give it to him just because up until this point, we've seen flashes we've seen him play well for the first 20 minutes of the game. We've seen him score a wacky goal. We've seen him do X, Y, and Z, but he's, there's always then been a, but, and I don't really think there was necessarily that yesterday. Uh, and this is God, it makes you feel good because we invested a lot of money in him. Uh, he's going to be important to this team. And it's imperative that he is, he doesn't need to be world-class, but he needs to be a success and we saw yep. that yesterday.
1: Yep. I, I agree with you. Uh, poo for me all day. Dan Byrne got Sky Sports as man of the match. I, I, uh, wild. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened there. The, the, and this goes back to what I said earlier, because uh, who tweeted this out? <coughs> I, I think
0: <laughs> Richie Mills tweeted out that Dan Byrne was given man of the match. And I said, by who? Dan Byrne's mum. <laughs> beca- I, I, I didn't see it. You may, I, I, m- maybe I'm missing something.
1: He wasn't even see. in my top five. If I, if I had to no. put a top five out there, Sanchez is in it, Kukurea is in it, Mopé is in it, Trossard's in it, for the obvious reasons. Two goal scorers, excellent saves, and the focal point at left back. Yeah, and you could I, even say, well, maybe uh,
0: there might even be more.
1: Yeah, there might be more. Yeah, I mean, Moda, great assist. Lallana, superb. West still
0: was pretty good too. West. Yeah, it's,
1: it's that's what I mean. And although I do say that, I'm just looking at these players now just for a bit of... Again, I know that we've still got a fair few games to go before we can even talk about being, for sure, safe because wild things can happen, as we've just seen, 11 winless. Um, but just to put out there, Enoch Wepu, Kukureya, Sanchez, Mope, Trossard, they would be kind of that, like, top five, right? 23 years old, 23 years old, 24, 25, and Leandro Trossard is the old man at 27.
0: He's 27. I didn't even know he was 27. I thought he was... Um... God, I guess he's been... It's nice that we got him for these prime prime years, for now at least. I'll add one other thing here because it touches on what we, we talked about a bit before. I know Brighton fans, I know we want, want to think about this, but yesterday gave you a glimpse of what's possible in life after Basuma. Um, because he's not going to stay here for... Probably he's not going to stay here um, for the rest of his career. He might not even stay here for the next 12 months. Um, we can still be a good side... Those other players just need to know what they're doing. They need to know their roles and they need to step up and do what they need to. Mwepu did that yesterday. Moda did that yesterday. Lalana did that yesterday. And in part, McAllister did that yesterday. Um, That's a good sign.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, it's spot on. There was was a lot of worry for me yesterday without him. Um, And we looked really, really comfortable without him. Uh, There was not a huge amount of time where you ever thought, we would look a lot more solid with him. And, and I'm not sure if that's also a testament to the fact that Brentford would just weren't very good. Um, Little column, a little
0: column B, but they just, you know, two wins in the last five. uh, I know against a a weird declining Everton and and a free win against Watford, but um, it's still, it's still a team that, and they showed that they had the chances to, to, to be in that game yesterday. Um, So it, it wasn't a pushover. We didn't play Norwich. Well, let's be honest. That, that was <laughs> uh, worse, wasn't
1: it? I thought we played really well for. I think sitting back um, totally destroyed their chances of making anything happen, too. Um, I hate a sitting back. Uh, but when we played a team like Brentford, not a team like Chelsea or Liverpool that can just wipe you out regardless, their most dangerous moments all came on the break. And yes. once we went 2 nil up, there were no breaks. And they became a lot less dangerous after that.
0: Uh, and that's the big thing, is that how many times have we talked about how we're so susceptible to counterattacks? And yes, there are fewer counterattacks when you had the ball in the net at the other end, because you don't need to push all of your players up desperately trying to score. Um, let's hopefully maybe be able to score again before the other team in subsequent games, because
1: <laughs> that helps us out in a big way. Yeah. Uh, Next up, because I don't want to keep you too long because we're into football being on now. Um, Next up, Chelsea in two days' time because this is being recorded on the 27th of December. Happy birthday, Mum. It's my mum's birthday. Happy birthday, Joseph, (laughs) Mum. And yeah, Chelsea in two days' time. Um, Another big one. Uh, Thomas Tuchel just came out recently and is banging on about the five substitutions rule again. Uh, I am definitely on his side in that I don't know how this hasn't been voted on again since last Christmas. Uh, Yeah blown away as to why that's not happened um the Premier League need to pull their finger out and get that vote put through again and see what happens this time um I suspect you may well get the 14 team majority at this point uh I think we're well overdue for it but we are at Stamford Bridge <laughs> very very tough um I know they say they've got plenty of people out with COVID but that lineup two days ago or yesterday was <laughs> perfectly fine uh <laughs> what are we what are we hoping for here um I almost feel like the way Chelsea play and the way Tuchel plays is almost harder for us to go against than Liverpool or Man City. Correct. Uh, You're hoping
0: to not get embarrassed. Uh, There's there's three sides you don't want to play in this league, and they're one of them. Uh, The only blessing that you had recently was that they'd been in this bit of a slump. Uh, But then they realised... They've got a £100 million striker that they can bring in. Uh, they'd been out a little bit with injuries and whatnot, and he changed the face of that game yesterday against Villa. Uh, Lukaku's starting is likely and terrifies me. Um, but you're right. What, what we hate to see is a side that is very defensively solid, that can build out and then can have that pace uh that that can get behind us especially when we push up if we're going to need to try and get a goal um they have that they have that in droves (laughs) it's going to be tough it will be a tough game but we've done these types of things before we're we're draw merchants we can do this we got the win out the way so we don't need to come into this just all absolutely furious and saying well we have to win because if not then we haven't won for an x y and z it's okay it's okay
1: yep Yep, one hundred percent agree. Uh the difference the difference Boxing Day makes is huge. Uh we would feel I would feel a lot more antsy about this if we hadn't just won. Um they are gonna rotate, so you are gonna see some players not starting. Um, Can I
0: pause you just one second? Yeah, because while we're recording this, the man you Newcastle game's <coughs> gone on and San Maximan has just put Newcastle in front. Uh Oof. it would seem. So uh yeah, about that. We it's gonna be an interesting Tony game. Tony Gashwith on the line.
1: Yep, it's gonna be an interesting uh, that's good. They've scored so early. That means it'll be an interesting fun game to watch now when I go downstairs. So I'm <laughs> here for it. Uh I, I expect we'll see Lukaku start, like you said. Um I think we'll see a couple of other changes in the squad. You'll probably see Kovacic come in, uh Zayek as well, Aspelakwaita definitely um you may see a couple of the other midfielders come in That sat out Sa- Sa- Saul or whatever his name is that was on the bench I hope Saul well. comes in because he's been crap so <laughs> well notable drops I expect to see uh I expect to see Kante probably come off um simply because he's played a lot of football in the last well,
0: he was of subbed off last time I, I think there's they were they a little concerned about his hammock I can't even remember what they came out and
1: said but that would be great if he he didn't appear and one last thing, because I've not seen anything uh, since, because I have i didn't really go online after the game yesterday. Uh, was there anything said about Trossard being subbed off at half time? Was that a case of give him 45 minutes and he can play a full game at Chelsea fully fit? Or was that a, he got something come up and now we're having to be safe? I'm almost
0: certainly... Uh... What I just said about uh, Kante, I'm pretty sure that exact same statement was said by Naylor afterwards. That there was it was a it was cautionary that he felt a little tightness in his hamstring and they pulled him off uh, for half time. Uh, so I think that was it. I think Good. that was it. Good. Um, I've just someone did just tweet out saying Aaron Connolly has unfollowed Brighton and followed Ms. Middlesbrough on his Instagram account. Is this happening? Do we do we need to put the sirens out? Aaron Connolly are now saying on the Borough Breakdown podcast, Aaron Connolly to Borough confirmed. So while we're live, there might be some breaking news that star striker Aaron Connolly may, may be finally on his way out, thankfully, to be a pain and a pest somewhere else.
1: Irish starlet uh, yeah. seeks exit. is <laughs> uh, a headline I'm here for, um, whether it's a loan or a permanent, uh We've said this numerous times. I've I've seen enough of Aaron Connolly. Uh, he could be better than he is, but the attitude problem—that's a tough thing to fix. Um, yes. And if you can't if you can't fix it in the environment the Albion have cultivated, then I've got even bigger question marks over you. Because <laughs> uh, this is a very Forward-thinking, progressive club that obviously takes mental health seriously and all that stuff more than every other Premier League club has. They were first on. They were first on the frontier on all of these things that are supposed to make your life as a footballer happier, safe spaces, blah 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 blah. And he's still a massive asshole here. Uh, please, I think like,
0: he, he just might be a knob. I think. <clears throat> yeah. I think he's just a he's just a knob, isn't he? So yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm here for it. Um all right well we will we will go uh, we'll be back in like 2 days. Um I'm going to yeah. pubu- I'm going to publish this as soon as I've like exported it and got it off. So uh, I'll be tweeting this out tonight that it's out and about iTunes maybe a little bit later on because uh, Apple are shite. Um so we'll just see what happens there. Spotify by the end of the Newcastle game you can listen to this. Uh, so yeah, we will uh, see you all in a couple of days' time um, for the for the Chelsea game. Uh, probably not going to be as happy as this one, but as Adam said, as long as we don't embarrass ourselves, uh, I think we've come away with that pretty well uh, and no injuries. Uh, yeah, let's see
0: what happens. Happy Christmas or uh, whatever anyone follows and celebrates. Uh, go do your thing, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you in a couple of days after Chelsea. Hopefully, don't run us ragged.
1: Yeah. All right, boys.
0: Cheers.